How do you honor God? By doing everything to the glory of God. Not just not sinning, not just, okay, you don't steal from people, but by making good shoes. If we're going to talk about you were a new creation, that means everything has to change. Why does God not just, you know, bring people to heaven immediately after being saved? It's because there's stuff to do here. There's a point to all of this. And if we're Christians, we do it better, or at least in theory. But if we really apply the standard that's set in scripture, then we know that no one is good because no one is God. We serve a storyteller. We serve a, a God who has a perfect plan, a sovereign will for every moment of history. It's not about going into the world to make artists. It's about going into the world to make disciples. This is The Christian Artist, honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. <laughs> You're muted. <laughs> and my name is Connor. <laughs> my name is Carly. <laughs> my name's Adam. We are here with another episode. This is episode 182, Speculative Fiction and Plot, Numero Trace. We are back once more with the Speculative Fiction Trilogy, everyone's favorite uh, thing that we do here on The Christian Artist. I don't know if that's true. I think it's my favorite. Um, I really like doing this. Um, we've, we've brainstormed a lot of interesting and wacky stories um, over the years, and I'm excited I don't to do so. I uh, Well, we had the, the Gods of Music one. You have to remember that one. Right, we're like at the end of that one. You guys realize that I existed. Exactly, that was that's very nice. <laughs> oh, is, is, is that, that the one, one where really like well. Elvis Presley? Ever, Elvis yeah. Presley start. Yeah, okay. he was like a god, the god of rock, of rock and roll, and yeah, yeah, yeah it was this whole big thing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, we're here with our good friend Adam. Uh, hello, Adam. Thanks, thanks for being on. We're very excited to have you on. I've been wanting to be on your show for a while. I, I, I love talking to you guys. Yeah, we're always coming up with crazy ideas. Mm -hmm. I, I do have to say I really have missed you, Adam, and you should move back to Wisconsin. It's probably not going to happen. Hey, <laughs> you, know, you know, Idaho. Yeah, Adam, you should move to Idaho. <laughs> I am not moving to Idaho. Don't listen hey, to him. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, listen. The panhandle of Idaho is awesome. It is totally beautiful here. Like ridiculously Definitely. awesome. Pacific Northwest, oh, I believe you. rolling I hills. Believe you. It's awesome. <laughs> Much more temperate than uh, Minnesota is. <laughs> so probably a lot better you know i feel like there's better people too there because it's it's just very bad here it seems like it's it's pretty i think it's pretty but it, it, i don't like living here and it's cold too so so where, that's probably where, the worst part how about you just move adam that's the well <laughs> so seth birchfield is in chat right now and he said wisconsin is bad stay out wow how dare you I... anyway <laughs> So we are here with uh, another episode of The Christian Artist. We are going to be brainstorming a story today, and we are very excited to have Adam on to brainstorm that story because Adam is good at brainstorming things. Well, thank you. Yeah, we'll definitely have to have you on for like a serious episode at some point, but I I'm excited to have you mm -hmm. on this time and, and to, to come up with something wacky we'll start, with, we'll start with the less serious and then we'll move in you know transition into exactly the more and, serious. and honestly this could be very serious um knowing could knowing be, us yeah. knowing you and me adam and the way we like our stories this will probably yeah, be yes, serious right <laughs> it's got to be unique that's why i always end up with stories that are probably more tragic because i feel like they're more attributed to the like the human condition like everything isn't you know such a, it's like it's like you got to end with that like oh man you know you got to hit you got to hit the 
the audience with that like mm, that dagger right at the end you know it doesn't have to be like a death it just has to be like oh that hit me right there whether it's yep. like passion or it's or like wow i wasn't expecting that you know it always mm-hmm. has to be that way but for sure i like hero's journey too i mean so yeah i mean adam adam just said it we are today we're so usually right we're doing um taking a plot archetype um for, for this particular one right so we're, we're doing plot today uh, starting from a plot, working outward, we'll make characters and setting based off of that plot. Um, the archetype we're going to use today is uh, the hero's journey, right? That classic hero <laughs> archetype, the monomyth, as it is sometimes called, Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. Um, so it is right, a common, common template of stories that involve a hero who goes on an adventure, is victorious in a decisive crisis, and comes home changed or transformed. That's the That's the basis of it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just like walk through the hero's journey briefly um, so that we can get an understanding of what it is, uh, why it's uh, it's important in terms of like uh, stories. This is like the the archetype that in in one sense or another, all stories can technically kind of fall under this this kind of basic pattern, Uh, the way that the hero's journey specifically um, like fleshes out the the pattern. it, It includes lots of elements that aren't always present in every story um but when they're often present in many mythological stories so you start off right with the call to adventure the hero begins in a situation of normality from which some information is received that acts as a call to head off into the unknown um according to campbell this region is represented by a distant land a forest a kingdom underground beneath the waves or above the sky a secret island blah 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 blah, so on and so forth right uh someone is in a normal everyday situation and they are they get a call to head off into the unknown uh the next point on the hero's journey is the refusal of the call often when the call is given the future hero first refuses to heed it this may be from a sense of duty or obligation fear insecurity a sense of inadequacy or any range of reasons that work to hold the person in his current circumstances Next, you have supernatural aid. Once the hero has committed to the quest, consciously or unconsciously, his guide and magical helper appears or becomes known. More often than not, this supernatural mentor will will present the hero with one or more talismans or artifacts that will aid him later in his quest. Right? So this would be Gandalf showing up in the Shire and saying, Frodo, you have to destroy, you know, we have to go take this ring. We have to, you know, go off to Rivendell. Uh, Right? That is the, um, the, the supernatural aid, the the mentor figure who comes in and kind of pushes the hero along. Then you have the crossing of the first threshold. Um, This is the point where the hero actually crosses into the field of adventure, leaving the known limits of his world and venturing into an unknown and dangerous realm where the rules and limits are unknown, right? This is obviously Frodo and Sam go off, leave the Shire, uh, go off into, um, well, in in the actual like uh, book of Lord of the Rings, they, they go to the old forest first, meet Tom Bombadil. And then from there, go to like Bree and all that stuff. Um, Then you have the belly of the whale. The belly of the whale represents the final separation from the hero's known world and self. By entering this stage, the person shows a willingness to undergo a metamorphosis. When first entering the stage, the hero may encounter a a minor danger or setback. Um, I feel like that in Lord of the Rings, if we're using this as an example still, uh, that's probably when Frodo says, I will take it. I will take the ring, right? Where he he's already kind of gone on the adventure at this point, but uh, but he finally says, you know what? I will carry this through to its completion. I'll see it to its end. Um, I will actually go through this, uh, and that's kind of probably if we're again if we're using Lord of the Rings as an example, it's probably also included with the whole like get stabbed by the ring wraith and then gets brought to Rivendell, uh, and then he chooses to you know to to go onward. 
Uh, and that that makes up the first uh, a third of the hero's journey, which is the departure. Right. It's all about like actually leaving on the quest. Uh, then you have the second arc, which is initiation, which is like the middle arc of a story. If you're looking at three act structure, this is the second act, the the the, the part of the story where the most stuff happens. Uh, and that is because this is the road of trials, right? The road of trials is a series of tests that the hero must undergo to begin the transformation. Often the hero fails one or more of these tests, which often occur in threes. Eventually, the hero will overcome these trials and move on to the next step, right? So any classic mythology will fit into this story, right? You'll see Hercules goes through these, you know, several trials to like he has to defeat these monsters. And then every time he, um, you know, must overcome it in a particular way and you know be smart and clever and overcome it uh then you have the meeting with the goddess this is where the hero gains items given to him that will help him in the future if we're look again looking at lord of the rings this would be uh okay. galadriel right galadriel giving the party their their magic items uh then you have woman woman as the temptress in this step, the hero faces those temptations, often of a physical or pleasurable nature in many myths, uh, that may lead him to abandon or stray from his quest, which do not necessarily have to be represented by a woman. But a woman is a metaphor for the physical or material temptations of life, since the hero knight has often was often tempted by lust from his spiritual journey. So this would be Frodo, you know, probably Boromir entering the scene here. Um, Frodo being tempted by the ring continually throughout the story as, as he gets succumbs to its, its temptations. Then you have atonement with the father slash the abyss. In this step, the hero must confront and be initiated by whatever the whatever holds the ultimate power in his life. In many myths and stories, this is the father or a father figure who has life and death power. This is the center point of the journey. All the previous steps have been moving into place into this place. All that follow will move out from it. Although this step is most frequently symbolized by an encounter with a male entity, it does not have to be a male, just someone or a thing with incredible power. And just to explain this further, we'll, we'll hear what Campbell has to say about this. Atonement consists in no more than in the abandonment of that self-generated double monster, the dragon thought to be God, the superego, and the dragon thought to be sin, the repressed id. Obviously, uh, Joseph Campbell was a, a psychologist and had a lot to say on like psychology in this. Um, uh, let's see. The, uh, actually, this this pro this sentence will probably explain more. Um, Campbell later expounds the problem of the hero going to meet the father is to open his soul beyond terror to such a degree that he will ripe to understand. Uh, he will be ripe to understand how the sickening and insane tragedies of this vast and ruthless cosmos are completely validated in the majesty of being. The hero transcends life with its particular blind spot and for a moment rises to a glimpse of the source. He beholds the face of the father, understands, and the two are atoned. So obviously this this can, in like Oedipus, for example, this is probably an actual father, like he who meets his actual father. Um, but in most hero's journey stories I've seen, uh, this is mainly just like, the low point right the low point in the story where he the hero comes to his absolute lowest he, he looks like he is absolutely going to fail and then he finds the last strength in himself to actually keep going forward um it doesn't necessarily have to be like a father or father figure comes and like um but but either way the hero must confront and be initiated by whatever holds the ultimate power in his life right he comes face to face with his own like flaw and then has to overcome it uh, then you have the ap uh, apotheosis. This is the point of realization in which a greater understanding is achieved. Armed with this new knowledge and perception, the hero is resolved and ready for the most difficult part of the adventure, right? So this is like the last piece of knowledge that he needs to defeat, uh, uh, defeat the bad guy, right? So um, I'm trying to think of in Lord of the Rings where this would be exactly. Um, 
but any any sort of like the, the last piece of the puzzle you need to like know how to defeat the dark lord right this that would it's be probably nice. like the part when sam is uh sam and frodo are like on the base of the or about to go into the mountain and he's telling him about how he can't recall a taste of water and he's like i can't carry mm. it for you i can't carry you that's like the last ounce of energy everything they got you know realizing that this is the end and they have to you know get that extra step you know that literally to to get yeah. to the destroy the ring yeah and often in a story this will be like the point where the the hero like has like face their own darkness has faced like the the lowest point of themselves and then oftentimes in a story it will be like and now i know the one last piece of information i need to actually like solve the part the main problem of the story uh and then you have the ultimate boon the ultimate boon is the achievement of the goal of the quest it is what the hero went on the journey to get all the previous steps serve to prepare and purify the hero for this step since in many myths the boon is something transcendent like the elixir of life itself or a plant 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 that supplies immortality or the holy grail so this for lord of the rings obviously would be frodo doesn't well in 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 lord of the rings it's frodo doesn't throw the ring in mount doom and instead Gollum has to take it from him and then he falls in but either way the ring is destroyed right uh, also spoiler alert on lord of the rings i guess but <laughs> you haven't seen lord of the rings by now you don't just don't don't was, even know i was gonna say the statute of limitations has very much passed on lord of the rings greatest movie of all time and you haven't seen it just it's okay we'll spoil it for you you've, you've yeah. just about <laughs> triggered almost every tolkien elitist there ever was by saying movie instead of book uh, first um but <laughs> oh, oh I, I i say both the greatest movie greatest book whatever you want to say <laughs> it is the greatest literary work of all time okay it depends if you consider the bible i do i do consider the bible okay yes yes (laughs) the second is that (laughs) i I think i might agree with that uh that's sorry that's actually the way of kings by brandon sanderson anyway (laughs) so uh then you have the third arc which is like the denouement right The, the return first you have the refusal of the return Having found bliss and enlightenment in the other world, the hero may not want to return to the ordinary world to bestow the boon onto his fellow man. So for Frodo, right, this is, he literally is just about to give up, right? He is about to let go and fall into Mount Doom. And and Sam has to say, like, no, you have, like, reach. Like, don't you let go. Um, And Frodo almost, like, refuses to, like, he's just like, this is is over. Like, I can't. I can't go back, right? Uh, but he does go back and then you have the magic flight which in lord of the rings is very <laughs> literal sometimes the hero must escape with the boon if it is something that the gods have been jealously guarding guarding it can be just as adventurous and da- dangerous returning from the journey as it was to go on it so this for example would be the eagles saving frodo uh and sam from mount doom being destroyed be literally having to be whisked away from the last danger of of the the land of darkness then you have rescue from without. Just as the hero may need guides and assistance to set on the quest, often he must have powerful guides and rescuers to bring them back to everyday life, uh, especially if the person has been wounded or weakened by the experience. Same thing, right? Gandalf helps, you know, that whole thing. Uh, then you have the crossing of the return threshold. Campbell says in The Hero with a Thousand Faces that the returning hero to complete his adventure must survive the impact of the world. The trick in returning is to retain the wisdom gained on the quest, to integrate that wisdom into human life, and then maybe figure out how to share the wisdom with the rest of the world. So this is, uh, in in The Lord of the Rings, uh, the movie, uh, this is shown in several different scenes uh, as like the denouement of the of the movie is happening uh, but in the book specifically there's actually like a, a whole sequence where the, the the hobbits go back to shire to the shire and saruman and grima wormtongue have 
just have like taken over the Shire, have conquered it. And so they have to like band together and use their newfound like power as epic Hobbit heroes, right? And and save their town, save the Shire from the last evil remaining basically in Middle Earth. Uh, and, and this shows, right, us as the reader that uh, they have learned from their experiences. They are better than they were. They come back to their normal life and use their wisdom that they have gained to make it a better place. Um, uh, and then you have the master of two worlds for a human hero may mean achieving a balance between the material and spiritual. The person has become comfortable and competent in both the inner and outer worlds. Now, this is very much shown by Sam, Mary and Pippin, uh, right? They obviously come back and they're very content and comfortable with having been these amazing heroes and now coming back and then making a good life for themselves and using their wisdom to make the Shire a better place, right? Sam has a family. I believe Mary and Pippin probably do too, but Mary and Pippin specifically in, in the books, you, you find out like they, one of them becomes like the, the sheriff of Hobbiton and like they, they've obviously done well for themselves. Um, for Frodo, obviously uh, it's different. And that's part of the tragedy of Lord of the Rings is that he, he can't quite get this for himself and has to like pass, pass on. Um, and uh, the last part of the story uh, arc here is in uh, freedom to live. In this step, mastery leads to freedom from the fear of death, which in turn is the freedom to live. This is sometimes referred to as living in the moment, neither anticipating the future nor regretting the past. So again, the, the I think one of the reasons that Lord of the Rings is so powerful is that it does it gives us this moment where we have many of the characters, most of the characters, honestly, uh, who have gone through the story they get this right they get this like they bring back their wisdom to their respective normal lives they have now learned what it is to live and how to be wise but frodo because of the the damage that he he sustained from the ring he can't have this for himself and instead has to be healed and restored in a different way and that's by going across the sea so that is the 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 hero's journey in a nutshell uh, the real quick, this, the story circle, which is just like a very, very condensed version of the hero's journey, uh, is a character is in a zone of comfort or familiarity. They desire something. They enter an unfamiliar situation. They adapt to that situation. They get what they wanted. They pay a heavy price for it. They return to their familiar situation and they have changed as a result of their journey, right? That is the hero's journey in a nutshell, right? You want something, you go after it. You're in an unfamiliar place. You adapt to it. You get what you want. You come back. You've changed. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to start with that as a basis um, and then work out from there. Now, this is going to be speculative fiction, right? So we're going to we're going to do either fantasy, science fiction or horror. Um, I guess. How do we want to actually start this? Do we want to just go beginning to end through the hero's journey again and then just start making up the details? I feel like that's probably the way to go about this um, because we're, we're supposed to, you know, in this episode, we're supposed to start with plot, right? And then work out from there. Um, that's not good to everybody. I already have an idea, but I have a full, I, I was, I was creating it as you were saying it, <laughs> but I don't know if I should just start with the first idea, like the first part of that. I mean, yeah, no, sure. I mean, we'll go. I'll go back to the call of the adventure, and we'll. I'll read read the the heading real quick, and then we'll 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 go for it. Uh, so the hero begins in a situation of normality, from which some information is received that acts as a call to head off into the unknown. What do you got, Adam? Uh, it's loosely based on that, but it's, it's still a hero's journey. It's. I was thinking like, what if the hero was an unexpected hero? 
um, or at least there's like two heroes. I was thinking like a guy who, don't worry, it gets science fiction. It's not, it's not uh, <laughs> he works in an office and he wants like a sense of adventure because he just does this monotonous desk job in a cubicle. Okay. But he always notices this, this male guy. Nobody, nobody who works there knows his name. And he like, and he's always like super happy, but nobody knows who, nobody really like cares to know his name. And all of a sudden an alien invasion comes <laughs> and they get stuck with each other and they end up having to like stop the alien race because they accidentally get stuck in the ship just by sheer coincidence. And they have to try and destroy the ship. And so he's like working with this guy, but he wants to go on an adventure, but all of a sudden he's pushed into the situation of like, okay, now we, now we're the only people who like can do anything because we accidentally got stuck in the ship. And so he goes on this adventure trying to, you know, stop this alien invasion that's happening right now. Okay. Let's, let's back up. Let's back up. I, I go too far. No, well, no, I, I, that's, that's one way to go, go for it. But as we're brainstorming together, right, we'll, we'll, we'll bounce each, bounce off each other. I really, really, really like guy in an office bored out of his mind and the the male the happy mailman who is going to end up being the mentor in this in this story right i'm interested in maybe going more urban fantasy right so maybe we have the guy in an office and you know normal life uh and he does notice something odd about this this guy right and this mailman and he comes in every day but i think the story should focus on who the mailman is and what world he he brings the 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 office guy into right i think oh no exactly that's exactly what i was thinking is there's something about the office man that's like he's like why is this guy cool, cool but nobody knows who he is it's like why why is no one interested in knowing this guy right, why does no one know his name? i i think it should not i don't think it should be aliens i think it should be like for example um what if the uh the mailman is like whatever the actual postal service in this weird like secret history world whatever it is right is it's like actually some sort of like magic cult or secret organization or where where, like literally the postal service itself is like or 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 you know something like maybe maybe he's a okay what if we do this what if it's uh it's a ups guy right so so specifically ups um or, or the equivalent of it right so it's like you know a guy who delivers packages not just like letters so it's not that it's not the u.s postal service it's like a private private service um and he is what what if it's um the guy you know he comes in every day he the the office guy knows there's something weird about this male guy um and but he comes in one day and he drops a package on the guy's desk and he says something cryptic about like you really like what's inside here or something like that, right? And then he leaves, and whatever it is, I don't know. Someone else can make up that, but like, what you'll, if it's you'll know when the moon is full? Something like that. yeah, yeah, right. And then he opens up the package, and it's something really weird and esoteric. He doesn't understand it, and then that's the thing that like sends him into whatever this world is. Connor, do you have an idea? <laughs> Just shakes your head. Carly, what about you? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm good just listening know. for now. Yeah, you guys. You guys yeah. keep going. <laughs> okay, so so let's 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 keep going here. Are you fine with that, Adam? Is that is is interesting to you? Interesting to you? Yeah. The only thing I was gonna say is that mm-hmm. the male guy isn't. I was thinking the male guy is more like in the 
organization. So he doesn't like come from outside. Nope. Like he's the guy who like hands out all the stuff to desk people. So it's like, he like works there, but like he oh. still hands in the back. Like, just because it's like, oh, he sees him every day. And it's just like that guy, you know? Well, so this is the like, thing. I think maybe let's, let's do this. Let's, let's go for my own experience. So I work in a publishing house right now. Right. Uh, and every day we get, we send out a bunch of packages, right? Um, because we, we ship books to places. Because um, I, I work in an office next to this warehouse, uh, like in the warehouse. Um, and there there is a UPS guy, like legit that I that we know that like always comes in and chats with us in the in the in the creative suite. Um, and he'll he'll uh, give my immediate boss uh jake he'll he'll give him a package or something right and and then talk to him about something um but like i think it should be like you know guy ha- let's let's say main character is a guy who um he he um maybe maybe it's like a pub a press or something like that this guy works for but he he has his packages typically sent to uh, his work instead of his home instead of whatever apartment he goes to and so he'll he'll just get it there and the guy will often just give him his packages as he's like coming up to pick to dr- to pick up the like the books they're shipping out or whatever else they're shipping mm-hmm. out and and so he does see him every day but i but then then we have like he's he's an outsider he's part of this like he's part of the ups or whatever it is but i, I and i think that probably the ups or whatever this is should be some sort of secret organization or whatever um but like the the thing that starts it off, right? Like the the piece of information is the package that's left on his desk, and it's like this esoteric, like like I have a special package for you today, and it sets it down, and okay. <laughs> right? And he opens it up, and what does he find? He finds a rune, <laughs> a, a, a very very like simple rune, and he's just like. What is this like? Just like a like a gift or something? You know, he, he doesn't. It doesn't. Whatever it is, doesn't look exciting at all. Like, it, is it like a like, like a necklace with a rune on it or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I was like like a coin, but yeah, a necklace yeah. would be like. It, it's just like oh, okay, like this is kind of cool, but it's not like he thought it was going to be like something big or something that was like a little bit more obvious. And it ends up, he's just like, well, okay, thanks. Like, is this like a, just a gift? Like, he doesn't think, like, at first he's like kind of excited, like, ooh, like a mystery, you know, is this going to be like an invitation somewhere? But then, like, he goes home and he's just kind of like playing with it. And then all of a sudden it like shows him the direction to, to somewhere mm-hmm. and he doesn't know where it goes. And it's just like a, almost like a, like a, ghostly blue arrow that just kind of like is like pointing in a direction and he's kind of like should i follow it or what what's it doing and so he just kind of like go you know starts going somewhere and he doesn't know where he's going he, he doesn't go where he's going he just knows that whatever this thing is it's leading him somewhere yeah no no yeah um i'm just trying to think of like what what should he have been doing that would activate the rune accidentally right like what so some, probably something that he was doing should have should have done it um and, and it might have to do with like the like the whatever cryptic thing that the the mailman said when he, oh, when he dropped oh, the package i know i know what happens is uh it's like a coin mm-hmm. and he like kind of, is kind of looking at it and then it reflects the moon the like you know he said yep. you'll know when the moon is full yeah. And he's just kind of like looking all of a sudden he, it like kind of like shines off. And then all of a sudden now 
the arrow is like the light reflected off the moon and it's pointing somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he's just kind of like looking at it and then he kind of like, you know, looks behind him and then sees the moon and then that causes like the reflection or something. And, and then he's like, think, cause he's also thinking about like, what does the moon have to do with this thing? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of where it would lead him because I'm, the way this story arc probably is going, right? Is he, he, he follows it, right? He follows the arrow. He goes somewhere and then finds something that maybe he doesn't like or doesn't understand and then refuses the call at that point, right? Then the next point on the thing is refusal of the call. So so it's like he he finds something wherever it's leading and then is like rejects it. He's just like, nope, I can't pursue this any further. Like, this is weird or I don't understand it or and then like goes back to, to work and just tries to forget it ever happened. And then the mailman will come again right because at the next point is supernatural aid and and then he'll okay. have to like so 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 i'm th- you know i'm thinking maybe this is along the lines of like i think we should go full into like viking lore here i think that would be a lot of fun because you said rune i think it should be like something like um like the guy obviously you know has a rune has a thing with a rune on it and and it will it will shine off the moon or something like that and and lead him somewhere but i think the guy should say something about like because because i'm thinking the the mailman shows up after the fact like he he was trying to get him to go somewhere right and 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 find something or whatever that will be important to the guy and and kind of lead him there subtly, but I think maybe when when it comes comes uh, again and the mailman comes and he's like, you, we get to the supernatural aid part. I think it's like the mailman probably saying like, listen, there's no time. Come with me. Like, I try to get you to to like accept your fate willingly, but like you have to come with me now. Like that sort of like thing where it kind of just escalates. But I'm just trying to think of like what what kind of mysterious thing is going on. I'm just gonna throw an idea out. I was thinking maybe, maybe like the rune is on a coin and it like represents a like a treasure that was like that somebody else is trying to get and or or, or so, so, you know it doesn't have to be like money treasure, just like something that they have to basically beat somebody else to, or they're gonna use it in a very bad way, and so it, it it's like. <laughs> That's, that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm trying to think of like how how we get to that point because I you know I think it's like there's something that gives some sort of power, and he knows and this organization is trying to beat like some body else who wants the power and use it against them in a you know. Connor Carley, have any ideas? This like this feels foreign to me, so I'm 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 uh, I'm, I'm lost. But just keep going, keep going. I'll, I'll uh, I, I I've been thinking. I've been so the thing that comes I've not been thinking. Yeah, the the thing that comes to my mind is like, what if this has to do with like heritage or uh, yeah, right? Like like maybe it's like the family rune, and he's like he he's literally from like norway or something originally that the main character uh, our main character and so like it's something like you know you can say something Carl? oh, oh I, I got I, what about what what if 
what if he recognizes the room and he's just messing with it and he, and he's like, this room looks familiar. Mm-hmm. And he goes to like an old, like his attic or something and finds an old photo that was of his father on some sort of like expedition. Yeah. And he finds that same rune. Like his father, his father should have been like an archaeologist or something, right? Like yeah. Viking historian. And he finds it like, like, like something written on the back of the, the photo. And then it shows the rune. And he's like, wait, why? You know, I haven't seen this before. And he goes and looks for it. And he's like, why, why are these the same rune? And then, um, because because okay, yeah, another th- yeah, I was gonna say another and I'm just throwing ideas at the wall right now, right? Uh, what if it's like a golden ticket sort of situation where like and maybe maybe golden ticket is the right isn't the right phrase, but like maybe what if this mailman uh didn't know who the real heir of this treasure or whatever it is that he's gonna find is, and so he he gave out this package to several different people who he thought might be the heir to whatever this is, and 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 so he's been like whoever the mailman is, he's trying to like figure out like who, who it could be. And so he's like tailing the people he gives the rune with to like, see what they'll do with it. And then, you know, for whatever reason, the guy who has the true blood, right. It, that's the thing that it lights up for. And, and he, you know, follows the arrow or whatever. And, and so, so maybe, maybe the, the true purpose of the rune isn't to like have the main character do anything except to show the mailman this is the guy I'm looking for. Uh, 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 what, what if, I don't know. How to, I don't want to explain this. I, I think if, I don't want to get too complicated, but I was thinking like, what if there was like, like the rune was on some sort of like, it looks like a coin or it's some sort of like piece to something. Yeah. And he has something that his father gave him and it, it you uh, know, had the same symbol. And yeah. then he like, puts them together it's it yeah 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 that's and, classic and then all of a sudden that reveals something yeah you know like either it reveals like the the pathway and then that kind of like symbolizes this is the right person like because he's like you know I, this looks like something i've seen before and he finds the r- same rune and then like something that his father dug up like somehow was a the piece that was brought together to to reveal either you know the the way to something or or to um like his, so, his his father shows up. <laughs> what if it's um? No, you're good. What if it's um, uh, like a I don't know what it, what you call it, but like whatever it is, it's you know a gem or a rune or whatever, like some some piece that would go on the hilt of a sword. And what if his dad has this old Viking sword, like that he dug up on a, on a trip, and it has this like depression in the center of it, and he's like, whoa, wait a second, it puts it in, and then magic sword i like that I and, and then what ha- I mean, well then what happens i guess because because i think probably right what we're probably gonna have to see right is something happens with the sword to him to the environment something right where like he's revealed the other world in some capacity and then he rejects it right he's like this is too spooky i can't do this takes the rune out throws in the trash right Some something like that and he's like i can't like I can't get involved in this, whatever this is. It's too weird. I don't even believe in this anyway. And then the mailman comes later. Right. And it's just like, listen, <laughs> this is real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He like, okay. Yeah. It, like something like shows up in like, um, do you want the, the rune itself or the, you want the, whatever, whatever it is, the, the piece to reveal what, like what the mission is, or do you want the mailman to, to, to tell him what it is? Um, 
like what his mission is like like because it could be like a like some sort of i don't want to say spirit but like a spirit that like er, but that calls him and tells him of of something like it's not like talking to him it's just kind of like something that all of a sudden activates and tells of, of a you know an ancient power you know powerful you know something that he has to vanquish or like a like a prophecy that all of a sudden reveals itself in like this sort of blue flame and it's just like he sees this scene yeah you know and drop you know drops sword and uh, something's happening okay, yeah saying? yeah i i'm, I'm th- it's definitely something along those lines i'm thinking like maybe the sword and and maybe this is some, only something that happens later but i i think what the sword should end up doing is like transforming him into some viking hero like like you know four style with his like the magic staff or like the the, the staff in the way that the original comics went where you like bang the staff and bang staff down and suddenly became the hammer of Thor and whatnot. I like, I think it should be something like that where like he, if he takes up the sword, he'll be transformed into this like heroic figure with giant muscles and stuff. But like he, he rejects it in some, for some reason or is too creeped out about it or something like that. Connor, do you have an idea? You you look like you have your mouth open. I just want to make sure you guys can actually get words and elsewise if you want to. Well, I was just going to say, this is crazy. Um, uh, well, something I was going to say earlier is it's definitely not a magic sword, though, right? Because it's definitely a magic axe because he's a Viking. Yeah. OK. okay. All right. I was well, I was like, I was like, all right, Vikings hold up. Swords. No, no. <laughs> Could be a magic Viking helmet. Why don't you give me, give me a little bit of a recap here? I think I think I'm, I think I think if you give me a little bit of a recap, let's 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 back on through everything and uh let me see if i can catch my bearings here so so there's a guy who works a boring office job yep and he's he has discontented with his boring life and wants some sort of adventure not directly like hey i, w- I want an adventure to be revealed to me he's just like man i want to like do something fun i want like a sort of general adventure in my life instead of this you know right. monotonous like, uh, job office job like hero from heroes yeah just trying to uh, I mean, he he mind. he's he doesn't want to be a superhero necessarily, but like right. he's he, no. he's probably more like Hero's friend, right? Whereas he's like yeah, except even even Hero's friend doesn't really care. It's, no, yeah, just really care. guy who doesn't care about his it's office job. Different person, boring. Yeah, yeah, bad example. Um, but then, right, like this guy has Viking heritage in his in his past. His dad was an archaeologist, dug up Viking artifacts. Um, yeah, his dad is probably dead at this point, uh, just because yeah, this yes. is the way these stories go. Um, there's a mailman who is just odd. If we haven't, I don't think we figured out how who, how he's odd, but like he comes in every day, uh, drops packages off, uh, picks up, you know, uh, picks up packages from the, from whatever wherever he works, and you know comes in and talks, but he's just strange. Um, and one day he 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 drops a package off, says something cryptic like, you know the full moon revealed the significance of this or um you know whatever this is the most special package you've ever received the most important package you've ever received something like that um he's like okay that's weird and then he goes home that that day opens it up it is a like weird rune piece right a piece of viking artifact with a rune on it um he recognizes the rune looks through his dad's old like Art, maybe not his dad's old artifacts, but his dad's old like pictures of of digging up things. Finds a similar looking rune on some maybe temple he excavated or so whatever you know that that sort of thing. He's like, okay, there's something significant about this. And then he finds this axe 
this you know viking axe that is, is hanging hanging above his mantelpiece that his dad you know he, he inherited when his dad died uh and he realizes there's a depression in the in the in the axe that this rune perfectly fits into the axe glows <laughs> something magical happens and that's the thing mainly as far as we gotten but the general idea is the other world is revealed to him in some capacity he rejects it he goes back to his office job and then the mailman comes again to him and says listen what you saw was real. I'm here to take you into the, the other world. <laughs> I'm loving the, 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 the weird Norse urban fantasy vibes we got going on here. I, I'm into it. Uh, yeah. Right. What is the thing that the axe does when it glows? Um... I mean, so far we haven't really established any lore, but it's just Viking, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So there's there's Thor's hammer, which is you know, like very much so overused in, in everything. Yeah. Is I mean, is there yeah, is there an actual like magic axe from Norse mythology we could use? Yep, that's what I'm that's what I'm doing right now. Axe. I'm sure there are several. <laughs> The last time I looked up something like that, I was like, holy something crap. Like, like, something like the, the sacred, uh, like, you know, the, the, the Greek staffs where you got like Hades to, you know. Uh, hey, hey, guess what, Connor? There are more guidance. swords, mythical swords than axes. There's only one mythical axe on this list. Oh, my goodness. You got, you got, the, sa- you got the sacred hammer and then you got the sacred axe and then the sacred sword or staff or something like that. And like, you know. They're like super powerful and he has the axe and, you know, or, or something like that. And, and maybe, maybe everyone's looking for the staff or something and somehow they can like be wielded together or like a shield. I don't know. Okay. I, we should just start reading through these magic weapons because there's a lot of interesting lore ideas in here that we could rough off of. Like one of the ones is like, um, Dineslaif, uh King Hogni's sword that gave wounds that never healed and could not be unsheathed without killing a man, which is super interesting. <laughs> like once it's unsheathed, <laughs> it has to kill someone before it goes back into the sheath. Like that's cool. Um, the the only axe on this list is It'd be really bad if there was nobody there. I, I, right, like, exactly. Uh, I'm just here with my friends. I don't know. Uh, Forseti's axe, which is a golden battle axe that Forseti. Uh, used to save the old sages of the wreck and then threw the axe to an island to bring forth a source of water. That's the only axe. I don't know if I'm really... That seems kind of weird. Yeah, that doesn't sound interesting. Like, okay, so what if we do this, There's guys? A, what, if it's, what if it's the sword? Knows about. What if it's Dainsleaf? What if, what if it's this? And it's in a sheath, right? It's in the sheath when, when it's on the mantelpiece. And he puts the rune in and it's like... <laughs> whoa it's glowing and then he takes the sword out of the sheath yep right and yeah it, and he doesn't want to kill anybody so he's like he's yep. like oh man yeah because like that. that's right that's so interesting because that forces yeah, him he, to he like can't put it back he can't exactly put it back. and like it's stuck in so his it's hand like it's a, it must be stuck like in his gone. hand until he kills someone with it that's no, that's so great because then we have this awesome comedic scene where he has to go to work the next day and he still has yeah, the sword. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He's got to like go to work. He's just like, oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> Wears a j- big coat the whole day and like <laughs> tries to type with one hand. Yeah, that, that should totally happen. Uh, that'd be perfect. 
We do, we down with that? Yes. Because because that's totally a thing where he was like, I refuse to be part of this world because this is ridiculous. Like, I don't want to do this. And then the mailman must come the next day. Right. And, and like explain to him like or, or what what does he exactly explain? You know, this is what it should be, guys. OK, so going to the next thing, right, the spirit supernatural aid in the crossing of the first threshold. Right. This is like you start. You, he has to like go on the quest. I think what happens is the mailman probably comes into the office being like trailed or attacked by either some mythical monster or Viking warriors or whatever. And they literally just start trashing the place. Right. Um, <laughs> and then the mailman cut like goes over to, he has like some magical ax or whatever that he's fighting. with, <laughs> And he goes over to the guy and notices like, he's like trying to hide the sword and he's like, like, come like fight with me. Like you have to do this. And he's like, no, no, I, I don't even know how to do this. And then he explains probably one piece of it. And he's like, the sword won't go back into the sheath unless you kill a man with it. <laughs> right. And then goes back to fighting. Yeah, and, and then maybe I, like, maybe, ahead, maybe like, he's like, okay, maybe if I do this, I'll like, end it. and he ends up like killing somebody who's like super like, like he kills like the, the the son of some really bad guy, right? And so I was like, "Oh no!" Like he's like, "Yeah, he you know then who he's, he's killed, right?" He's, he's like, "Exactly." Oh, no. yeah. and, and so like they they're all of a sudden gonna come after him, and so yeah. now he has so, to like reuse it. So is the story here that like Vikings still exist, like uh, in Wonder Woman, how the uh, um, Amazons still exist on like that island? Like, is that where we're going for? Except it's like the bad guys, huh? Hmm. I don't know. I I I like this like a different universe. That no, I think it should from. be our universe. It makes it, it's more funny that way, right? It, it's more dynamic that way. If this is like actually our universe and suddenly be invaded and be, being invaded by Vikings, right? Um, I'm just trying to think of how like what what the actual choice we're doing here. If it's like secret history vikings have continued to exist in the background the whole time the myths are real um i i feel like we, we should do not like a percy jackson like the myths are real and the gods are real and all of this is real i think it should be like well, I was, yeah yeah I, I i'm thinking like some piece of this is real right some something about these artifacts or this this heritage is real but it's not what the myths say right it's it's something different than that, and the myths have can misconstrued what's actually happening, and it's some sort of secret history like thing that's been happening since the Norse days, um, and and is definitely involved and intertwined with with mythology, but isn't actually what the mythology is saying it is. That's probably the most interesting. Uh, uh yeah, I think I, I think it makes sense to do the the Adam's idea of like in the midst of this battle, he kills the son of like the main villain of this, right? Because then the mailman, you know, has to be like, listen, dude, you're in this, whether you wanted to want to be or not, like this, they're going to come after you. And, and I have to train you now, right? Like you have to come with me. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. yeah. I, ooh, 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 I, I totally what, love what if... the sword that can't be drawn without killing someone. Oh, just so good. What if, what if like, this is just an idea. We could totally shoot this down. Oh, I was thinking, like, what if when he first unsheathed the sword, it like sent like a beacon up in the air, mm. and everybody saw it and was like, "There it is." We've been looking for this, yeah. and like somebody, some some bad guy, basically wants it, and so that's what. And, and they knew 
that that the mailman was part of the organ, you know, the the cult or whatever that yeah. was looking for it as well. And they basically figured, okay, they I bet you he knows who got it because mm-hmm. he's been looking for that person. Like yeah. he knows something. And so they, that's why they were chasing him. And now they're coming after the other guy because he's gonna, you know, help bring him into the cult. So he's he's gotta like he basically revealed himself by accident and was like, oh yeah, I have a sword, but he didn't know that he did that. So, I, so now I, he has to. I definitely think the mailman should have a big gray beard and have an eye patch. And and then there's literally going to come a moment where the main character looks at him and is like, like after he realizes what's happening, he's like, wait a second, wait a second, are you Odin? And then the guy's like, no, Odin's not real. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you think like, there's don't all be those, stupid. Like, and stuff. They're like, what? No, that's not real. Like, what you, yeah, that's, I like that. I was thinking, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I was also thinking, like, what, what if he didn't, like, like, the first time he saw him, it was almost kind of like, uh, what was it? Um, I think it was like a Doctor Who thing where it's like, you're look, if you're not, unless you're, maybe it was a book or something where he's like, if you're, no, no, it was from, it was from a different book. Uh, or it's like, if you're, if you're not looking at something, if you're not expecting somebody, to be there you won't see them so you're basically just oblivious unless you already know that they're there and that's kind of like what what it, like he knows that this guy's there but he never really paid attention to the mailman like he never really like looked him in the eye and then he realizes they yeah. looks like that and so he's kind of like concealed himself and that's why like like basically these vikings were all around him but they never really, he never really noticed because yeah. nobody was looking for them yeah and so they were just in plain sight but it was almost like a almost like an enchantment on them where they just kind of were concealed because nobody like cared. I, I definitely think that metal music should feature into this somehow where like metal music is actually part of this whole big thing. And like these, these Norse guys who do metal music, like they're they're They actually knew the, the deeper magic of the music the whole time, like that sort of thing. Right. Unsheath the sword. And not only can you not put it back without killing someone, it's constantly just playing rock music. <laughs> <laughs> metal. <It's yeah, there should there should definitely be some sort of like distracting magical thing that's probably happening when he as he's like when he unsheathes it or or as he's holding it. That would be kind of fun too. Um so if we have crossing to the first threshold is he he kills the guy's son, has to go with the um the mailman. Um what's the mailman's the, name is like Greg. <laughs> right it shouldn't be something like that right no, my name is greg my, my name is greg man <laughs> um and then the next thing is the belly of the whale right it represents the final separation from the hero's known world and self by entering this stage the person shows a willingness to undergo a metamorphosis so what happens between the point where he reluctantly goes with odin slash greg um to like on this on this journey and the moment he actually accepts his role now um what is his role like, what is this about? Like, why are the Vikings after him? Is it, is it just because they want the sword? Is, this, is it just all about, like, the sword is really powerful? The sword completes a, a set of, like, armor that is maybe extremely powerful. So it's like, like there's like a shield and a helmet, and, and if, you, then if you have the all sword. the pieces, you're an unstoppable yeah, warrior. If you have all the, yeah, if you have all the, all the pieces, you're like a you know, extremely well, powerful. Well, obviously, we know what the rest of the story is now. He slowly gathers up all the pieces, right? 
<laughs> because because probably what they have done in this whatever this Viking organization is um to keep to keep um everyone kind of like happy and and feeling like they're all on the same side and all on the same page um they've given one piece of the set to like one like elite member of this like group and so the the goal ultimately right for for the main guy is like once i have the sword i'll just kill everybody else and then take all the pieces for myself right but like the, that means this guy right uh, the main character he has to go on a journey to kill each of the elite warriors and get one more piece right and so the thing he gets from he, he when he kills the son of the main guy like that's he gets one piece from that and that kind of begins that cycle of like he has to gather all the whole all the artifacts together and and then that will all tie into his father's work right and like secretly his father was part of this the whole time and he was also searching for this but to keep it out of the wrong hands like that or, or maybe thing. maybe maybe his father had the, the was the sword holder and yeah so he was he was you know presented with the sword and obviously he was killed by the main guy because he refused to be part of like the scheme anymore mm-hmm and 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 but like he managed to hide his son's involvement and like yeah 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 <laughs> I, I still i still like the idea of like like each each of the pieces has like some sort of like rock music that it's like playing <laughs> or or maybe like one maybe one like- instrument one instrument of the of the song and so right as you as you put on each of the pieces the, the song that plays and it only happens when you draw the sword right um like that's what activates the song um but so so nobody else has heard it but like as he gathers the pieces he gets like one a new guitar riff and then the drum line and the 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 main vocalist the backup vocalist <laughs> i like that idea. i was thinking like i was thinking like shaking like his head the the guy who they they kill like the son or whatever has like or or, or whoever who he is he has like a piece of armor and it just kind of like after he kills him it just kind of like sucks to him and gets stuck to him and he can't mm. like take it off and he's like oh come on like it, like everything just kind of like is like forcing him along so he's just like, like okay I, I guess i gotta do this because i can't get this stuff off until i have like all the pieces or something and it's like unless you die you can't lose a piece unless you have like all the armor in which you are like in full control of it oh, but it's yeah. kind of like that's an interesting reversal of the for, for the armor right and instead of the sword can't, can't be drawn without having you know kill someone and then you can put it back in the sheath for the armor uh you have to wear it until you die and, but the sword can control it or something. I don't know. Or, or, or like, does he have to like wear right. it for the rest of his life or something? Uh, yeah, the sword can probably control it. And once he gets control over it, but I, I, that would also be an interesting <laughs> thing for the elites, right? Because each of them gets a piece of it and then they can't, they can't take it off unless they die. And so it was like this kind of agreement between all the elites. Like, listen, we'd have to kill each other to, to like get all the pieces to this. So like, this is kind of like a check and balance because we're not, we are all really good warriors. So like we're not gonna do this to each other. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's just it's just like it's like really really quietly playing the like or you know, I could just imagine like the 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 part where they all break into the office or whatever. Oh yeah, he like pulls out the sword and all of a sudden he's like, "Wait, what's that sound? Why is there music?" And then they bust in. Yeah, and it's just like it's just like in the background where you don't really. It's not like a main part of the story, but it's it's definitely happening. It starts and it becomes more and more apparent what's happening. Yeah, and so he's just like he takes it out. He's like, "Wait, where's that sound coming from?" Bust down the door, and then all of a sudden it's like a lot louder. Yeah, 
So I'm thinking like the belly of the whale, right? Is they go mm. back to his house, his apartment, right? Him, him, the mailman. Um, and the mailman explains to him like what's been going on and what this is about and like what you have to do. And, and then he at first is like, no, I can't like, th- th- I don't want to be a part of this. And then to be like, then your father died for nothing. Right. And then he brings in like this whole thing about like your, your dad was the one who, who, who wanted to keep this out of the wrong hands. And if you, if you give up now, like you're, you're disgracing his legacy. Uh, and obviously the, it was the main, his idea to split it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And all, obviously the main character is, is has daddy issues. And so he, he's like, okay, my dad, I'll do it for my dad. Sort of a thing. <laughs> we, we all good so far. Does that sound fun? Okay. So then we have a road of trials. Yeah, obviously, no obviously the trials, the trials are, Killing each of the elites and get, getting their armor, getting whatever their piece of the of the accoutrement is. Um, what's the meeting with the goddess? This is where the hero gains items given to him that will help him in the future. I mean, I, that's probably mixed in with the elites anyway, right? Because each trial he gets a new piece, so that's probably kind of together in one thing. Uh, what's his temptation? I'm thinking like a, a Spider-Man 2 kind of a temptation of just, well, why don't I just be a normal person? Yeah. Like, just, just go back to my boring desk quits. job. Like, he doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to, yeah. he doesn't want any sort of... Do we literally have a Spider-Man 2 scene where he throws all the armor and the sword into a trash can? Oh, absolutely. Right? Yes, and then he has to go, he has to go get it back. No, no, obviously the main villain guy gets it. And he has to fight the guy without all the magic weapon and armor, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> That's obviously what it because because yeah he probably gets to a point where he does he he gets every all the pieces except for the one right except for probably the helmet or whatever right which is what the the the, the main villain has um and but he, he maybe he learns something some dark secret about like the the like how the armor was created maybe maybe it was like created by like killing a bunch of people there's some dark secret where he's like I don't want to be a part of this anymore and then he throws all the armor in a trap or maybe he like throws it in the ocean or something right like he tries he, he, he's like i'm gonna get rid of this and i i will get and he thinks he's getting rid of it but like he doesn't realize he's playing right into the to the villain's hands maybe he like hmm. uh no okay that doesn't work yeah what would be like i was thinking like he yeah. meets the villain for the first time but it's just like a like a quick meeting and he like gets away or something like that and then he realizes like what he's up against and he's like okay i don't want to do this like i don't want to fight that guy and, and so he, he's like i'm not good enough like that's the temptation is just like giving up kind of like the spider-man too but he like finds the guy and he's like this is just not worth it like i don't want to like i don't want to like risk my life for something that i basically didn't shoot you know like like want to get in the first place and so and so he you know after he escapes or whatever he's like okay i'll just throw in the ocean that way no one will ever find it and i don't have to be a part of it anymore and obviously what has happened right before this right this is the the end of the cycle with the the trials is um he, he faces the main villain and it's like a faux a faux ending where he's like all right i'm gonna defeat him now uh and then what happens instead is uh his mentor dies right the mailman gets killed by the main villain guy um and and then it ends up being basically like, I can't do this. Like, it's impossible if, if like, if he can't, if my, if this mentor who's like an amazing warrior can't face him, then how can I face him? And then he just tries to like 
the buried the, in the ground, thrown the, in the ocean. The mentor secretly has like the shield, which is like pretty like pretty sick, and he and he he uses the shield, but he still gets defeated, and that that's like the you know big guy gets gets the shield or something, and that way yeah. now he's like okay, now my mentor's gone, and now he has the shield, and so I'm like now I'm really in trouble or something like that. I, I'm I'm just curious. I I don't know if that would be enough for him to literally just throw it away. What was what was Spider Man 2's what was the like reason? It was literally just he just wanted to be a normal person again. He didn't want to be in the limelight. Well, he started losing his power, and so then he was like, "Well, maybe I don't need to be Spider Man anymore." Maybe. maybe oh, I'm, wasn't it about I'm like fine. Mary Jane and his work? Maybe he was like his whole life was falling apart because he couldn't balance the things. Well, it was that, but also. Uh, he started, he like lost his web. Um, yeah, because he, he starts to lose it slowly. And that's right, but I think, I think the reason like, that he was losing it, though, is because he wasn't being Spider-Man, oh, right? He wasn't like... That's possible. Right? It, 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 he didn't just randomly start losing it. It was because he wasn't acting like Spider-Man. I think you're right on that one. Um. So so what if we add another character in here? What if we say that there's a love interest? Um. And this entire time, right, as this is going, it's been maybe a lady who works in his office, right? Um, or, or maybe lives next door to him in his apartment, whatever, whatever it is. But he, he's throughout this, he wants to like be with her and like be a normal person. And as he's being pushed further and further into this conflict, he realizes that he can't be with her and do this at the same time. Right. Right. And his life starts to fall apart. And then he, he gets to that point where he's like, yeah, my mentor's dead, whatever. Like, and he's like, I, maybe I can just go back to being a normal person. And maybe we have a baby driver moment where, like he's just like we got to run away like right like let's let's just get out of here let's just take a trick take the the next bus and just get out of town and just leave and he takes the girl and leave and leaves we could totally we could totally use that in like so many like scenes or like you know like the first time where he can't see his sword and she's like outside she's like hey how's it going he's like, hey, how's it going? How's it going? <laughs> exactly <Bye>. right yeah <laughs> exactly right that that enter that uh, that enter uh what's that what i'm trying to say that introduces a, a more human element to the story that will be a through line as he goes through this. Um, a, so, then, a sort of life that he has to go back to. It'll that, be, yeah, you know, it'll be a tie back to the world. real world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so maybe we have this moment where right, he throws all the stuff into the ocean, like drives off with this girl and is like, we're, we're leaving town. Like, we have to get out of town now, sort of a thing. Um, and then we have the moment where obviously um, maybe maybe the last... So what is it about, I think the idea would be he would get, he gets enough control over the armor and the sword to be able to take it all off, right? And that's why he can do this in the first place, because it's about like being like the chosen destined one who has all this, the stuff. Um, and but my question is, why would the big bad still go after him if he just gave, if he just threw it all away? Like there must be something still special about him. Yeah, what's special about him and not just the armor? Because he's still his father's son. And he's like, maybe he wants to cut off his bloodline. Well, what if what if the guy can't actually wield the stuff truly until because maybe his father did some sort of like magic thing that like bound the items to his bloodline or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what the specifics of that would actually mean, though. Maybe maybe you can't you can't wield the armor perfectly unless you kill somebody. 
unless you kill the the owner of it or the person who possesses it. Oh, you have to earn it through combat. Obviously, Viking yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, you have to beat. You have and to so beat the he throws it all away, and and, and so he, so he can't, he can't like, use it. That, yeah, I, I feel like it's too close to um, Harry Potter, though. But in all fairness, it's 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 not entirely the same. But no, no, no. It's, I it's, thought that would. Yeah, it's thematically similar, but yeah, I think it works. And then we have this moment where he. Okay, so we have two options here. Is the guy trying to wear the stuff when he attacks him on the bus? Because obviously this is going to happen on the bus. Duh. Because <laughs> Vikings take the bus, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it would be an awesome fight to have a, like a sword fight on a bus and then the bus ends up getting tipped over and then his girl's in trouble. Yeah, it has to be this whole thing. Right. Well, what was the question you asked before that? Well, so it does the Viking guy, because obviously he gets the stuff, right? He grabs, he, he finds the armor and the sword. Um, what happens if he tries to wield it? Can he just literally not? He can't put it on, it just falls off. He can't unsheathe the sword. Like, how about it's almost like... It's just too heavy, he can't even pick it up. Yeah, I feel like he could pick it up. Because I think it makes more or, sense. Or, or what if what if he like can't touch it? Like it just it, his hand just goes right through it or something. Like he's just like I can't pick it up. So he could have it like in a sack or something, but he can't like touch it itself. Because because I'm thinking he could yeah. probably move it around and stuff, but he just can't use it. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and then I because I, I think it would be fun because even though it would be yeah like it won't stay on like like he can't right. Like, it's like the opposite of what it was before. It like just like falls off. Uh, and and, and so like, yeah. I feel like, right, the, the, the thing here is even without all of the magic stuff, he's still a giant, a, sh- a huge Viking warrior. And so we get this scene where he's fighting him on the bus and now he has no weapons and armor. And even though the guy doesn't have the magic weapons and armor, he still has other weapons and armor. And the, our main character has nothing. And then he has to f- defeat him in some other way yeah right and, and he kind of gets angry he's like i don't i don't need this armor to beat you i could beat you anything so he takes it all off and then he fights normally he's tr- yeah he's trying to like use it and put it on it keeps falling off and he's like oh, okay whatever he just <laughs> throws it all to the ground yes that's it should totally happen that way so so and that's obviously the atonement with the father slash the abyss right that's like the the darkest point where he has to face the guy on the bus like without defending his girl also with no weapons and armor um what's the point of realization what's the thing he realizes that actually helps him defeat the guy what's the foreshadowing we've been doing up to this point that would like show us how he can actually win because we all it it could obviously be like all the weapons and armor are there (laughs) but like I feel like he'd still have to do something or realize something on his own yeah, as yeah, part yeah. of his no, character I, I development, exactly, right? I see what you mean. Like, like the central point of like, maybe, maybe we why have the, it matter, why, why it really truly matters. To maybe, him maybe the just, real dark point of this, right? He's fighting on the bus and then he's like, all right, I have to accept my fate. I have to go get the weapons and armor. Right. And it's, it's there on the bus, right? He, he like discarded them. And so he, he yeah. goes for them and they reject him because he rejected them. Remember there's some something that happened that where he's not worthy anymore to hold them or something, right? And so he has yeah. to like do something to like become worthy again and once he does, it's like the very last moment where the guy's like raising his axe and he's about to kill him and then all the weapons and armor like fly to him and go on him Iron Man style. Like Iron Man right. Thing, and then he like, stabs, <laughs> right? But what is the moment of realization? What's the thing that he either like character development wise like changes about himself, realizes 
what's the theme of this story? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's the that's the difficult part. <laughs> Think of a central theme. Um, maybe maybe it has something to do with like courage and it's like heroes aren't heroes because they go on adventures heroes are heroes because they have courage or something like that you know because he, he wants to go on an adventure and he thinks that like that's what makes a hero is the heroes go on an adventure because there's definitely going to be moments in that like the trial part where he's fighting the elites where he's like really into it right where he's like yes this is awesome like i am the hero that i've always wanted to be i'm on this adventure i've always wanted to be on um and he obviously he rejects it later in the story but like he he definitely wants to be a hero, but yeah, he should have to realize what that actually means. But it, yeah, I mean, it can't be like the like the every cliche thing. It should have particular relevance. I'm not saying that what you said was, but like no, I mean, it was, it was. Yeah. It needs to have particular relevance to like the story so far, and like his father, his mentor, the girl, like something like that. <laughs> The magic was inside you all the, Embrace along. the metal. It's like, embrace the inner heavy metal. <laughs> uh, uh, and then all of a sudden, like, He's been fighting uh, the song the uh, whole time, and he just starts singing it. The jungle starts playing. He just, start, he just starts like, singing it. Dun, 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 and then he's like, ah, and then all of a sudden it comes to him. And then, you know, it's just like some, some 80s rock song. Welcome to the jungle. We got... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, Okay, I think it was, you know, a deep, a, a deep meta, you know, meaning, deep theme. <laughs> but I, I actually kind of like that idea, though, like of the, maybe the only thing that's missing in the song is the main vocalist. And, and <laughs> like, maybe the, the actual theme should be, like, it's obviously more, more intelligent and, and, like, thoughtful than that. But, like, the, the actual thing he does to, like, accept the theme is start singing the song. Right, is be is be the main vocalist, and then the rest of the the rest of the armor and 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 the sword come to him, right as the rest of the song, and that's like the last thing that he has to do to like completely accept this Viking warrior that he is. But I just don't know really. Yeah, enough, like, yeah, he's like he's like he like kind of like knocks him down. He's like walking towards him, and he's like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? And he just starts like singing a song. He's like, what are you doing? And then he just kind of stands up and he's still singing the song. And then he's just like, enough with this, enough with this nonsense. And, that, and that's when he like pulls the, you know, axe, tries to hit him. Then all of a sudden the armor come, comes to him. He just, he's kind of like suddenly starts singing some song. So I think it's going to be important to know, does our main character really like heavy metal? Does he want to be a heavy metal musician? Or does he not like music? He loves classical music. Yeah. Right. Like violin strings, violin. Yeah. Give me a, give me a piano. And we, we would get if this was a movie, we'd get shots at the beginning where he's just doing his job and he's listening to classical music, like while he's doing whatever it is he does. Because mm -hmm. I'm trying to think. Well, of what like if the what if the moral of the story is not so much that. Uh, like he wants to go on adventures and because you know you could kind of make it like um stranger than fiction right where he like he changes his life around because he stops being so meticulous uh what if what if he wants to go on adventures but he's not willing to put in the effort 
And so he wants to be more adventurous, but he loves classical music and he, and he's, he's not willing to listen to hard rock. Like that, that's the theme throughout the story the is like, yeah, he, he's not willing to put in the effort to change as a person. He just wants the change to just happen. It's just happened to him. He, yeah. want, he wants the adventure to happen to him, but he's not willing to go out and look for it. Yeah. He's not willing to make the sacrifice to cause the adventure, go on the adventure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. I'm just trying to think, what, what's the actual, like, thing he does or says? And is it, is it literally just because he starts singing the song? Like, it's, it's a metaphorical of, like, he's now accepted the different, like, that he has to change. And he starts... Maybe, maybe you could do both, where you sing a song that in the like the lyrics to the song kind of represents some sort of adventure or you know they, they, like the lyrics of the song are kind of like what the change is within him like so he just, yeah. he just like you know so he he starts singing the words to oh a particular song which both metaphorically and literally is what he's saying but both both by what he's saying based on the lyrics and what he's doing and kind of like both resemble the same thing yeah I feel like this this could be in the same world as the gods of music thing through, through the fire and flames. <laughs> now here we stand with the blood on our hands. And you, you know, because that, that's that's kind of heavy metal. But if it was class, I mean, the the problem I would see with the, the the classical, unless 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 he likes the classical and and the change, you know, the resemblance of change, not the literal change, is just like him going into you know uncomfortable zone going out of his comfort zone is like listening to that rock music so he starts singing a song like that mm -hmm. so like so i feel like it should be less classical music i think it should be like pop music right i think he should be a normal dude who likes normal dude things right where he's an average white guy who lives in an office right and he 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 just doesn't he conforms. That's all he does is conform. And so he was never interested in what his dad did. He was never interested in other cultures. He was never interested in any of this stuff. Oh, and all of a sudden he's in a Viking. Exactly. And, right. And now he's listening to like heavy metal. And yeah, I feel like that, like that probably changed. is a more stark of a contrast than classical. Um, yeah. Where like he's literally just like he listens to whatever's on the radio instead of like. Um, yeah, you can get like you can get like. Yeah, I like that. Beginning when he's like when he's like in the cubicle or something. And he's like listening to his music and his friends like, dude, you gotta listen to this song. And, and then he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, here, I'll write it down for you. And he's like, oh, sweet. Thanks. And the guy walks away and he just like crumples it up and goes right in the, the trash. trash. Yeah, <laughs> that should definitely be a moment. Like, oh, yeah. sweet. Thanks. Like, he's just like, yeah, I'm not even going to try. Yeah. And so. He's about to be killed and he just starts singing the lyrics. And, and is a part of it a part of it must be his like he he's denying his heritage too right part of it part of it must be he he wants to fit into society and so he doesn't want to like be like i'm i'm happy or proud of anything that i that my family is or was like i just want to fit in with yeah like what like this maybe is. there's like snippets of his father and how kind of like almost like weird he was yeah but exactly right kind of like any kind of like in an unnecessary way he kind of resents that like oh my yeah. father was so weird he was so different he stood out like i don't want to be that so he just boxes it up and throws it in his attic like yeah now i can be you know conformed and be normal and he does and and kind of 
almost like being normal is is not is just non-adventurous and so he's kind of like pushing that that's why he's like pushing to this non-comfort zone he doesn't change he wants the same maybe he wants that you know monotonous life but yet it's calling to him to somewhere beyond that and he realize and, and like he realizes that actually that is what he wants and he doesn't want the conformity yeah i think i think probably that last moment should be less of um a instantaneous he just starts singing and all the weapons and armor come to him and i think it should be like a gritty determined like i will fight back and he starts singing the song to just motivate himself right and he he just he claws scratches his way just to try to fight off this guy as he just like is going to kill him and he knows he's gonna die but he's like i will die fighting and it's in that moment of truest desperation after he's clawed and scratched and bit and just like fought as hard as he could and he has nothing left and he just like you know sings the last line of the song or whatever that's when the armor and 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 sword come come to him right because then it's like he he has that he has that scene of like he has to do it on his own and and just because he's changed doesn't mean he magically gets all the stuff back he has to actually fight for it for a while for himself yeah and then it's like it's like he thinks something's gonna happen but it doesn't and he just keeps like exactly almost like hoping that it is but it, it it takes longer and longer, but then at the last second, it finally does. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously the I old, could definitely yeah, see this being a story about him originally just rejecting any kind of stereotypical masculinity. And then by the end, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a man. <laughs> no, that's actually guys. That's actually what the story is about. Yeah. It's this like super effeminate guy. Right. Who's yeah. like, I like I don't want to like I don't want to make people angry. I don't want like I am the most like meek, like whatever person. And he has to learn to stand up for himself and others. Right. He has to be like, listen, not all, everything is bad about this like warrior culture. Like obviously some parts of it are bad and this villain, <laughs> yeah, is, and this villain like is the bad part of it. Right. Of Vikings, you know, right. Vikings are like weird and exactly. you know, fighting. Yeah. Like masculinity. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he, like he, he to, yeah, he has to learn to accept all the good of that and, and reject the bad of it. Right. Yeah. He has to be like, there is a bad part of this and it is represented by this guy, but I am not that. And I have to accept what being a man actually is. And it is fighting for what is right and not backing down. Even when it would be easier to run and hide, it would be easier to try to just assuage this guy, just give him the stuff and move on. Right. Um, he has to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I like that. That's <laughs> awesome. It all, it all, it all coming together. Part of it is that the like, girl that he's in a relationship with he just like has been stringing her along and hasn't proposed and now he's like oh i can't i need to do this yeah yeah he should and for the first part of the story he should totally be in the words of thomas a simp right <laughs> yeah he should just be pining after this girl just being really nice and friendly to her and never make a move ever right yes um and then as he that's what we call a beta male. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and and we get this whole thing where he has to, he's starting to learn how to like be assertive and like, just actually like ask her like, Hey, do you want to go on a date? Like, let's, let's do like, I'll shoot my shot. Right. Um, and, and it and ends up working. And then, but then he has to like figure out a relationship and how, what would being a man in a relationship looks like too, as a, like a counterpoint to what's happening with this like fight. Oh, so good. So good. I love it. So then we have the return. What is the refusal of the return? 
right? Having found bliss and enlightenment in the other world, right? He has defeated the bad guy. He has the armor and the sword. The hero may maybe, not want maybe, to return. Maybe he ha- they like the whatever the cult or whatever wants to take the armor and then like not give it to people, but just kind of like hold it secure. And he's kind of like, oh, I don't want to give up the armor. Like, I like the armor. Yeah, I mean, so it specifically says in this one, right? The hero may not want to return to the ordinary world to bestow the boon onto his fellow man, right? So this is about him wanting to stay in this other world because he doesn't want to have to go back to the real world and, world and change. He wants to, like, stay in this imaginary world forever. Um, And I, I think this, this should literally be... And Connor, you probably will get where I'm going with this exactly, but, like, this should literally be the moment where he, like, turns the sword into plowshare sort of a thing, right? Like, where he's like, all right, the fight is done. Yeah, I don't have anyone else to fight. Now I have to plant a garden, right? (laughs) Uh, And he wants to keep fighting, and he's probably like, all right, who would I I fight next, right? Um, But then he realizes, and maybe this isn't even like a huge moment, but it's like a moment, and then he realizes, oh, I have this gal who I proposed to, and I want to marry. Like, I can't do that and still like go off and fight a magical war like i'm going to defend what i love and i will fight to do that but i don't need to like go off and do something else like my place is here with her and i'm not going to give up the weapons and armor because that's like part of what i've learned right but like i am going to return right i'm going to return to the life that i had but this time i know better and i know that like I can make the an ordinary life like amazing. No, I really like that. I think that's really good. Dude, what, I what, mean, yeah, go ahead. I agree with that. I, I was gonna. That's a kind of what I was thinking. Do we have any of this other stuff? The magic flight, the rescue from without. What What does the actual return look like? Is there any other like? fight or whatever that has to happen like what 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 is what is actually up with this like cult was it literally just the elites that were doing this is it just like magical viking knight sort of situation or is there some what what about the rest of the other world what what even else is out there like what is the world you know essentially like like uh, like do dragons exist like you know like that sort of stuff like is there more to the world for sure there's dragons (laughs) But but like there's Vikings with magical weapons. There better be dragons, <laughs> right? So so I'm I'm just curious about like the exact moment and and the way it looks like where he re- he he sees the rest of the world. He sees the rest of the other world, and then says, "No, that's not for now. I need to go back home." Like what is it about? Like does some god or goddess? Maybe not god or goddess because we we decided that's not necessarily even true. Does some like magical like fairy princess or giant or dragon or something show up and say like hey dude you got all the armor and the weapons okay we need to fight this war in heaven now or something like that right like <laughs> it's ragnarok and th- and he just like rejects it and says like no i don't need to fight you i don't need to fight this war anymore like the war's done Me- oh no maybe it's like people from maybe like normal people from either side of this conflict come to him and say, oh, well, you're the destined chosen one now. You have all the armor and stuff. We have to, like, follow you now. And and, and he's like, okay, who do we fight next? And he's just like, um... No one? Like, who who is there else, else to fight? Like, we don't need to... Like, unless someone comes to fight us, we don't need to just go looking for a fight. Like... Does that make sense? 
I like that. I mean, uh, I, I can't think of like any any grander sense thing. I was just thinking like somebody has like another mission for him. Right. You know, they're like, hey, you know, there's this other conflict. Like, are you up for it? And he's like, no, I think I'm good for now. But, you know, but yeah, like, and I think it, I think it might even be better though to have that moment where like. You, he it's like people are like okay who do we fight next like whoever he's in charge of now whatever the, the rest of these viking cultists or whatever who do we fight now and he's just like there isn't anyone to fight like what we don't need to look for a fight like w- if a fight comes to us we'll be ready for it right and like keep training guys like keep 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 eating your wheaties like <laughs> that, but, that's the last part of being a man that he yeah, learns exactly right he doesn't need to go looking for a fight um because that's what the guy did, right? That's what the evil guy did the whole time, right? He just kept looking and he kept picking fights with people. He kept just like being unnecessarily aggressive <laughs> towards everyone. I just, I just thought of something really funny. Yeah. And like, okay, okay. Maybe like, you know how the whole masculinity thing, maybe like in the beginning of the story, there's like, this is, this is not like central to the, um, I, I might be jumping to the end for like a, a, a bow to tie it all together but i thought yeah. it was just just a small like 10 second thing that would be super funny is like in the very beginning he's like he tries to eat this like protein shake and he put he put he, he like puts an egg in a in a cup and he drinks it and he gags and then and then he kind of like gains his masculinity like yeah i'm really tough and in the very end he like kind of sees an egg he's like you know i bet you i can do it now i kind of gain that thing and he puts it in the, the, the cup. And he drinks. He thinks he's going to be like good. He drinks it. And then he gags again. And that's the, <laughs> it, like he thinks he's like, you know, I, I'm a man now. Like I can do it. And he's like, no, this is still again. gross. And then he's just like, oh. No, no yeah. I, I think maybe it doesn't necessarily need to be that. But like, I think there should be for sure, like some sort of like performative masculinity thing where it's like, this is just a, bro, a dude bro thing that you have to like do if you're a dude bro. Right. And he he's like, attempts to do that in the beginning of the story. And then at the end he does it and he's just like no that's still gross like that's still unnecessary yeah, exactly. that's what i mean like you're thinking yeah. you're thinking oh hey maybe he could do it now and he's like yeah no <laughs> but but it doesn't have to you know it, it's something that and i think that the egg counts for sure but like it, whatever it is it is something that's like it doesn't actually mean like if you if you reject it it doesn't mean that you're not yeah a man, right yeah exactly that, that, that's the idea yeah. it's like just because you can eat a rag or can't eat a rag doesn't <laughs> exactly. mean that you're like not manly or something exactly. like that. That's yeah. that's why that's the exact what I was that's awesome. what I was yep. thinking. He's like, oh, I'm eating a rag. It's like healthy and you know, he's manly, and then he's like, yeah, I bet you I could do it. And it's like, oh, but whatever. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like an egg, whatever. It's still gross. Cool. Yeah, and then obviously like the return, he he like returns to his office job, and he he stops being such a weak weak crap dude and, and like lives his life with purpose and meaning and marries a girl has a bunch of kids has his sword oh, oh, hanging no, on the it, wall yeah. maybe maybe he goes back to the real world and um since he, he's like been missing from work for several days and he gets called in his office and his boss just starts yelling at him and stuff and then when he's like while he's yelling at him he starts like singing the same song that the 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 bad guy like when he starts singing when he was fighting the bad guy he starts singing and he's like what are you doing and then he just sings it and he just starts like like going crazy but he's still singing the song and then he like like quits his job or whatever <laughs> he's like you know you you know you're, you are really irresponsible and then he just like starts singing the song like com- doesn't even care about what the guy's saying I, I think that i think the job thing should be less about like he quits his job or like like gives up his job but more like when he was working his job before he was just like not doing he was one not doing a good job he was just getting by two 
not being assertive or standing up for himself or others at all, right? Maybe they do have an abusive boss, but like they, he abuses other people and and the main character assuages him. He's just like, okay, yeah, he appeases him every time he gets angry at him. Um, but when he gets back to the, and he has the same job and he, this time he stands up for himself, right? And he just, instead of like, he doesn't be, he doesn't, he's not obnoxious, but he's like, listen, that's not going to fly. Sorry. Like you don't treat people like that and you're not going to treat me or other people like that. Like, and, and maybe he does quit, but it's like on those terms, it's like, this is what's right. And like, I, I'm going to like do what I should have done before and act like a man in this, in my normal life, in the same way that I acted like a man in this like myth- mythical war. <laughs> or like, like his boss is just kind of like, so taken aback. He's like, Oh, Oh, Okay. okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, okay. He's like, oh, <laughs> I respect that. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he just like doesn't say anything. He's just like, oh, oh okay. And he's like, <laughs> Walks can away. I go now? He's like, yeah. Like he's just like so like so surprised. Confused. Yeah. He doesn't even like say anything more. He's just like, okay. You, I guess you can go. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cool. I think I think we I think we did it. I think we made a story. So that was an interesting story. It, it, we kind of like perfected it. And I, I, I like that that masculinity added the very a yeah. very improving touch. Yeah, I really like that because it has a lot of meat on it now, right? Yeah, what, what, like everything ties together now. So. What's the main guy's name, by the way? We have to obviously figure that out. Like a super stereotypical Viking name, and he just hates it just for totally, the first yeah, exactly. like, part of his life. <laughs> I, I honestly think his name maybe should just be Thor. Like his dad literally <laughs> named him Thor. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a scene where like like in the end, like you don't find out his name until like the very end. And and then I feel like you can only get like, away with that if this was like a movie or a graphic novel or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I uh, honestly think it's, it should be a very Viking name. Because his dad would have named him that. No right? Viking names. Um, Viking name generator. <laughs> yep, that's definitely not looking up. <laughs> Let's see. What do we got here? Could be Dane. Seems like a lot of the like Lord of the Rings characters aren't those all kind of like. Anglo-Saxon, yeah, inspired by the the, yeah. the dwarves, kind of. Uh, it could be Olaf. Yeah, I was thinking like, oh, no, makes me think frozen. Like Theoden, like Theoden, kind of sounds. Oh, like Her, his, his name should be Sven, which means <laughs> also frozen. <laughs> That's extremely stereotypical. <laughs> but it means it means. Oh, what if it's Andor, which is eagle? That's cool. That should be, uh, uh, I guess it would be a, a rune, but like the eagle is like the symbol that he gives him. He yeah. puts it on the, yeah, the exactly. sword. It's just like a little eagle and it like fits. It's like a crest, basically. And what if his name is Andor Anderson? <laughs> right? Because <laughs> his dad was named Anderson, Andor too. <laughs> yeah. Andor, Andor Anderson the second. Yeah. Cool. There you go. What's the title of this of this novel or movie or whatever? Ooh, this is the fun part. Not oh no, the, uh, the the extra fun part because you're like come up with like 
funny names or just like the Viking story. <laughs> it's like super basic. The story about Vikings. Yeah, idea. Well, I, I was gonna say uh, how to be a Viking. Right. That'd be good. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So, some sort of like. Well, what's a what's a well, another phrase you could add on to that though, where it's like more stereotypically like a how to guide. How to train your Viking. How to train. <laughs> That's what I thought when he said that. How to be a Viking, like ten steps. That sort of thing, you know, like how to be a Viking in ten steps. <laughs> how to be a Viking in three easy steps. Yeah, I think that's the name of it. How to be a Viking in three easy steps. <laughs> And it's like not easy at Subtitle, all. Subtitle, <laughs> none of the steps are easy. <laughs> yeah. It, it, there's a video on that where he's like, he's like, how to lose weight in three easy or five easy steps. And he like goes through um three like three of the steps. And then the fourth one is the entire video. And then the fifth <laughs> one's like the, the fifth one's like, uh, cut out all fruit drinks. And then the end of the video ends. So he spends the fourth, the fourth step is like the longest, and there's like 30 steps in that one step. It's like so Sub step one uh, B, like it, it, like the the fourth the fourth thing goes like through his like entire life basically, and then the fifth one's like no fruit, and then it ends. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Cool. Well, there you go. How to be a Viking in three easy steps. Uh, I kind of want to. I I think this should be a graphic novel. I think that's what it is. Yeah, and you should have like the be steps be, like novel. either chapters or like. You know, yeah. if there was multiple books or multiple something, volumes, like, yeah. each book was Sections, like each step. Yeah, right. Awesome. Well, there you go, guys. That was our brainstorming plot thing, Hero's Journey. I, I gotta say, I think that was a fun Hero's Journey. I think I think it worked. I thought that was a good one. It worked, yes. I've I've been in a Viking mood recently, so I'm glad we got to do that. Um that that was good. That was good. Um yeah. Thanks for being on, Adam. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was that was fun. That was yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, this is Christian Artist. You can find us on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show at Facebook at Facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show and at our website at ChristianArtistShow.com. If you want to support this podcast, you can go to Patreon.com slash Caleb Powers. Give me money right now. If you give any amount of money on Patreon, you can become an alternate version of yourself in Orphans of the American Dream, our uh, current fate campaign uh, happening right now on this channel. Super fun. Super exciting. Um and uh, Adam may be guest starring at some point as well, if we can get him on. Yeah. yeah. I mentioned that I've to been, him before, uh, before you showed oh, up good. on her. Yeah. Good, good. So, yeah. Uh, I think that is it. Adam, do you have any place people can find you on the internet? I don't know if you're... Really I don't know. Around. I have a, I have a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my, my Facebook name is just my name, Adam Sleesman. Yeah. Twitter is uh, Adam Astronaut. I think you have a fun Twitter. Every time you do tweet, I I, I very much enjoy it. So I rant. I basically that's my rant place. That's where that's where I rant. Yep. But I don't have a lot of followers. I have like ten followers. Well, go go follow Adam. Go follow Adam. Probably. <laughs> probably people go. probably shouldn't follow me. I, I speak too much. <laughs> Build to up talk too much. And I was just like, ah, oh, that's Adam. He's just talking. Whatever. <laughs> well, thanks again for being on, my friend. Lots of yeah. fun. And we'll be back next week with more Christian artist. See you later.